Welcome to the Vegan Beauty Power Lifestyle Podcast. This is the podcast for women wanting to live a healthy vegan lifestyle their way that they love. The Vegan Beauty Power Lifestyle is simple and life-changing, healthy vegan living for women. I'm your host, Jessica. If you want to be a part of this community, lifestyle, and movement of vegan women living everywhere in their beauty and their power, this is for you. I'm simplifying it all for you and showing you how. Yay, goddess, live this beautiful lifestyle with me. Hey, I'm going to be talking about food freedom and improving your relationship with food. This is... A big one because a lot of women struggle with this including myself I've made a lot of realizations I've come a long way and I'm really glad that I have I'm in a much better place it's not that I ever really was in a dark place about this But looking back, now that I've made these realizations, some of the things that I used to believe and live really were alarming. And it really starts off with your words. So the words that you use when you're talking to yourself, when you're thinking, or when you're talking to anyone else, really do matter. The words that you choose to use and the language that you choose to use when you are talking about food, when you're talking about eating, your habits, your lifestyle, all of that matters. Most people know by now that the word diet is just not helpful. So we already know this, but there are other words that really don't do any good that I used to think about and feel bad about. A lot of people use the word cheat. If you're using the word cheat when you're talking about food, you're telling yourself that it is bad to eat this thing even though you want it. And that you cannot have it. What do you think that's going to do? How do you think that's going to make you feel? And what do you think that's going to make you actually believe? It is not cheating. You're not cheating. You're not doing anything wrong. Think of it instead as having a treat. There's nothing wrong with treats. Treats are amazing to have whenever you want. And it's okay to have them. So it really does matter how you talk about this, what words you use, how you think about it, and how you are with yourself when it comes to this. There's a lot of beating ourselves up about this. I have done this so much in the past, even not even that long ago. Every time I didn't do a workout, every time I ate something that I know is processed with a lot of sugar... Because the truth is, sugar does make, have me break out. So, you know, I try not to have it that much. And of course it's okay to have. And of course there's many different types of sugar. Some are way healthier than others. And of course there's the sugar-free, which are also great. And, you know, 
not having sugar for a period of time was amazing for me. It really, really was. I was literally glowing, but I realized that I could still glow without being sugar-free. So I would say that I'm not eating something percent sugar-free because I don't have that much, but sometimes I have it more than, than not, and that's okay. So no, I'm not sugar-free, but I was for periods of time just to see what it was like because I would break out, and I didn't break out, obviously, and it just really was great. And I do have blog posts about sugar-free, and I probably talk about it in other episodes. So I'm not going to discount being sugar-free. I think being sugar-free is perfectly fine. I think that's okay. If you feel that you want to do that, you feel that you need to do that, and you know you want to see what, what it does for you. But then you got to think about, is it sustainable? Is it realistic? And it really can be for some people, absolutely. But I like ice cream. And yes, there's sugar-free ice creams. And yes, you can make your own. There's not that many sugar-free ice creams. Anyways, I'm not going to say it's not realistic for me because I definitely could. But I don't want to. I don't want to be sugar-free all the time. So I don't. And that's okay. You know, it's really great to make your own things. So you can put, you know, healthier options in there. But then, you know, there's sometimes where you just want to buy it from the store. Something that's already made. And that's fine too. So that's just an example. Yeah, and like, going back to the words, so instead of saying you're cheating, just say that it's a treat. You know, and don't say something's bad. If you think about a food as being bad, and just so you know everything that I talk about in every single episode, it's just assume vegan because obviously, duh. I'm talking about vegan stuff. So yeah, every food I'm talking about, when I say food, I'm talking about vegan. So we already know this. Okay. We're vegan. We already know this. We live this way. So, you know, the truth is there are, there are healthier versions of things than, than others. And it's okay to have both. But when you look at a food as bad, oh, I shouldn't have this. Oh, I can't have that. Or it'll make my face break out. Can't have this because it'll make me feel like shit. Can't have this because my energy will crash. Can't have this because it'll make me gain weight. All of that, all of that, all of that. And while, yeah, some of that's valid, but eating things here and there and whatever, is not going to make you gain weight. It's just not. I mean, if you do it completely so often all the, all the time and you have bigger portions of it and you just, you know, fo- and you have more of that than other stuff and probably, yeah, you'll gain weight. I definitely gained weight over the past three years and I wasn't even trying to, wasn't trying to track anything or wasn't, you know, intentionally doing anything. I was just like, whatever. And that's what happened. But I talked about that in another episode, but like the thing is, is that if you look at a food as bad it's going to give you such a trigger and it's going to give you such a problem. It's going to be such a problem for you. You are going to feel like you can never have that. And if you do have that, oh my God, something's going to happen. You're going to, it's going to be, it's just, it's, uh, it's very, you don't want to fear. It's, you're going to start fearing food. You're going to start having a toxic, negative relationship with it and what it means to you. So no food is bad, even though some are healthier than others. And that's it. So whatever food you think is bad, and yes, we're talking about all vegan foods, eat it. If you like it, eat it. And then see what happens. Think about this. If you're like, okay, this food is bad, I shouldn't have it. Just have it if you want it. And then shift it. 
okay, why do you think this is bad? Ask yourself, why do I think this is bad? What makes me think that this is bad? Why should I not have this? What will happen if I do have this? And I promise you, if you have it, you're going to be okay. Obviously, you know, don't eat foods if you have allergies and shit like that, but that's a given. I'm just talking about things that you have cravings for and you want. Don't restrict yourself. You know, don't say that it's bad. Don't look at it that way. Don't demonize processed foods. Don't think that the fox foods, the vegan alternatives are bad because they're not. This is something I would struggle with. There's a lot of things I struggled with. One of the things besides the sugar, like I don't have a sweet tooth, so it's not like, oh, I want all the sugar. It's just that I was so scared to have some damn sugar because I was afraid my face was going to break out because it does break out with sugars. And I was like, oh my God, I can't have that cupcake or that ice cream because when it comes to sweet things, those are the ones I like the most. And I was just like, nope, can't even have that waffle because it has cane sugar in it. I can't have that because I can't have that granola because it has coconut sugar in it. Like that's what I would think. That's literally what I would think. How bad does that feel? That is not fun at all. And so what I did was when I wanted something like a cupcake or ice cream or anything that had sugar in it, and we're not talking about fruit here because that's that doesn't make me break out. We're talking about processed sugars and things like sweets, right? When I wanted something like that, I would eat it all at once. You know, have the whole pint of ice cream. Is it pint or pint? Whatever. I think it's pint. I would have the whole thing at one time. I would have the whole big ass cupcake in one time. It was just one, but it was huge. I would have, you know, waffles. I would buy a box of waffles. I'd have like six in them and I would eat one every day. I would buy some cookie dough. I would eat like four of them every day. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop for a while. I'm going to stop. I'm not going to have this for a while. I'm not going to have this for a period of time. And my face is going to get better. Um, My skin's going to get clearer or whatever. I'm really going to lose this fat. Whoa. And this was pretty damn recently too. So that right there is not the way to live. It's really not. And I realized that. I'm so glad I fucking finally realized it. It is not going to harm me if I have that stuff sometimes. I don't even restrict myself from having those things. I don't. I can still lose fat eating those things. I'm going to be okay. I can still incorporate them into my lifestyle and eat them. I'm going to be okay. My skin is not horrible. And all of that. Because I eat the good shit. See? That I just said that? See what I just did? I said the good stuff. Nothing is bad. Everything's good. So instead of saying the good stuff, say the whole foods, the whole plant foods, the healthier stuff. And we're talking about fruits and vegetables. We're talking about, um, you know, legumes, grains, nuts and seeds. I love all of those too. Fruit is my favorite. But I also love the vegan treats. But I used to think, and not even not that long ago, that, oh my God, if I have any of these treats, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. So I might as well get it all out of the way so I can back, get back to not eating them. And what do you think happened? I kept going back to them and eating them a lot at once. 
and I'm not just talking about sweets. That included other things too. That included chips and different things that aren't sweet, you know, all those kinds of things. So it's just like, that is not the way to do it. And that made me feel obviously not good. And I felt guilty and I beat myself up about it. So all of this can apply to fitness too and, a, and a com- can apply to workouts. Skipping one workout is not going to like completely derail you or whatever goals for whatever goals you have or whatever. And like, and just, you know, all that shit. So don't restrict yourself and don't think of it as scarcity because scarcity goes right with restriction. You're restricting yourself from having something so you're in that scarcity mode. You're like, okay, I'm not going to have this anymore. I'm going to start over on Monday. And, you know, this is like the same thing with workouts. So I'm going to eat all of this in one time. I'm going to eat a bag of chips. I'm going to eat like, I don't know, a few cookies. I'm going to eat some ice cream, whatever, whatever it is. Combination of a few things that I shouldn't have, but I want them. So I'm going to have them all at one time. So tomorrow I'm going to start over and I'm not going to have them for a few months or a month or whatever. Or maybe never again at all. I won't. And then while you are getting it in, while you are eating all the things that you say you don't, you're not going to have anymore, you're in that scarcity mindset. You're like, oh, I better eat all this now because I'm not going to have it anymore. This is going to be the last time I'm going to eat this. This is going to be the last time. This is going to be the last time. That's very scarcity mode mindset. And that is not a good feeling at all, no matter what it is. So you're thinking, this is going to be the last time that I'm going to eat this. This is, this is for my own good. This will be better for me. I'll be much better off with this. And then eventually, you know, if I don't have it for a period of time, I'm not going to ever want it again. That's not true. I've been through this myself. I can promise you, 100% tell you that that is not true when it comes to things that you have cravings for, when it comes to things that you actually enjoy eating and like the taste of, when it comes to those vegan sweets the vegan processed foods that you think you're not supposed to have, you shouldn't have, and you restrict yourself from having, you think that, you know, going months without it, that you're not going to ever want it again? Nope, you're going to want it again. And it's going to become stronger and stronger the more you ignore it. You have to face it. You have to face it. If you have a craving, you have choices. You could either not give into that craving or you can give into that craving. None of those choices are wrong. You decide what's right for you and what decision you make based on how you want to do it. You could ignore the craving and try to find a different version of the craving that is healthier for you. Still tastes amazing. You still love it. And it's similar, but it's a little bit healthier. You know, whether that's making your own or finding a healthier version of it in the store or whatever. Or you can give into that craving. You know what? Say, fuck it. I'm going to have that just because I want to have it. And it's okay and nothing is going to happen. And it's not going to derail me or put me backwards from whatever goal I want to reach. And even if I don't want to reach any goals, it's not going to do me any harm. So you can give into that craving and you can have whatever you want whenever you want. It's that simple. That's what you do. But what you don't do is ignore it. What you don't do is avoid it and push it down and pretend like it's not there and doesn't exist. So even if you have a craving and you choose not to give into it, you don't ignore it and you don't avoid it. You face it. And whether you want to find a healthier option or you want to eat what you actually want to have, whatever that craving is, 
then, then that's it. But you have to face it. You have to process those feelings. Ask yourself stuff. Why am I feeling like this? Why do I want to have this? Why does this taste good to me? What will happen if I do have this? What will happen if I don't have this? Get deep with yourself and really try to figure out where it's coming from. It could be a number of things, and I don't know why. I don't know the reason people have cravings. I don't even know if they mean anything. I just know that you should face it and process it, and that's it. And you have decisions. You could either give in to it, or you could not give in to it, and that's it. Just don't ignore it. That's as simple as that, because I'm telling you, (laughs) it's not going to ever do you any good. So... There's an abundance and a variety when it comes to living a vegan lifestyle. We have so many options to eat, whether it's processed or whether it's whole foods. And when we combine the two, when we have processed foods and whole foods, I feel like that's the best. If you don't want any processed foods, you don't have to have them. I don't like the Fox options, okay? The options where there are the vegan chicken nuggets and the vegan corn dogs and the vegan chicken tenders and the vegan turkey, whatever, whatever, whatever. I just don't like them. I didn't like them that much anyway. I didn't like the actual, I didn't like eating the actual animal that's chicken nuggets before I went vegan. So I really don't want it now either, especially when the texture is so close to the actual animal, it freaks me out. And it's okay. I don't like tofu. Maybe I would like it if I made it a certain way, but I just haven't liked it. So I don't have to have, tofu is not even fox. I'm just telling you what I don't like. Um, But yeah, I don't like those things and that's okay. But I used to demonize them. I'm not going to lie. I used to think that those types of processed vegan foods, the vegan chicken nuggets, the vegan ham, the vegan this, the vegan that, And, you know, obviously the vegan bars, the vegan whatever, 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 treats, sweets, chips, whatever. But I I would, like, be like, those things aren't good. You know, they're not healthy for us. And I've come to realize that that isn't true at all. It's really not. And what made me realize that is really seeing vegan dietitians and nutritionists posts on Instagram explaining this. Evidence-based, backed with science, backed with science, backed with facts. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I, I realized that that was true. The other thing that made me realize that there's nothing wrong with them, like the Beyond Meat and all this and the brands like Guardian and the brands like Morningstar, the vegan Morningstar options and like whatever other brands there is, because there's a lot of them. I was never familiar with them, but now I am. The other reason, my son is eating those. And he made that decision on his own. So he eats them and he likes them. And he doesn't like them. He doesn't like all of it, but he likes a lot of what he has tried so far. Um, Way better than the animal. So that made me really happy. And I was like, I'm so glad you made this decision on your own to want to live this lifestyle. I went vegan when he was two and I never made him go vegan because I was like, well, if he's ever with someone else and not with me, what's the point? They're not going to respect my boundaries and what I want. So fuck it. I didn't have him go vegan either. And I was not vegan when he was pregnant. So, but you know, he made that decision now that he's 14 
on his own. And I mean, you know, I never really talked to him about it that much. And I still don't because I don't want to push it. I don't want to tell him, like, oh, he, you know, teenagers get annoyed with their parents. They t- the parents talk so much. Most teenagers, anyway. So, you know, I give him his space. If he has any questions, obviously, I, I tell him, you know, you know, let him know some things. We're trying out, he's trying out different um, vegan brands. Some of them he doesn't like and some of them he does like. He doesn't like the pizza rolls that are Morningstar vegan, but he loves the chicken sandwiches, the um, chicken nuggets, and the corn dogs that are Morningstar. Some of Morningstar stuff is not vegan, so we're only talking about the vegan ones here. And you just have to read the ingredients. And that's something else I've told him. I told him you have to read all the ingredients and you got to know what ingredients to look for that are not from an animal. And, you know, he didn't like the Morningstar pizza rolls and he did not like the Guardian chicken tenders and he did not like the Guardian um, chicken sliders. And he does not like coconut milk ice cream, but he likes oat milk ice cream and almond milk ice cream. So some things he doesn't like and some things he does like. But the point of this whole thing I'm telling you is because there is a variety and there's an abundance, not just, obviously we know there's an abundance of produce, fruits and vegetables. There's an abundance of legumes, grains, seeds, nuts, all of that. There's an abundance of that. We already know that. But now it's 2021 and it's just going to keep getting better. There's also an, a huge abundance of variety of vegan alternatives. Vegan ice cream, vegan cream cheese, vegan milks, vegan chicken, vegan seafood, vegan turkey, vegan hamburgers, whatever, whatever, whatever. There's literally a vegan option for that. And there's tempeh, there's tofu, there's Satan, Satan. I don't even know how to say it, but I know how to spell it. And S-E-I-T-A-N. So many different options. So many different options. So we don't ever have to be in that scarcity mindset that when we don't have options because we do. No matter if it's the Fox options or if it's the whole food options, whatever. Because I'm telling you, the Fox options, options are still healthier than eating animals. I don't care what anybody says. I think that and I'm going to stand by that truth be told. And yeah, there's nothing wrong with having them. And also, I told him this because I've heard someone say this and this is so true. A lot of people think that the Fox products, you know, the vegan chicken nuggets, the vegan chicken tenders, the vegan ham, the vegan turkey, the vegan bologna, whatever, all that is. They think that it's just for people transitioning like him into veganism. And it's not. It's people for me to, it's it's for people like me, too, that I have been vegan for 11 years. I could have that if I want to. Whatever the fuck I want. I just don't happen to like them, so there's that. And, and that's the thing. Like, these foods are for everyone. These foods are for even, are even for non-vegans. Maybe non-vegans eat this, too. And, you know, they, eat, they might eat animals and animal products, too, but they might actually like these. And, yes, there is vegans, non-vegans that like these. So that's the thing. It's for everyone. As for any vegan too. So don't feel bad if you do like them and don't feel bad if you incorporate them into your eating. I was demonizing them. I'm definitely not doing that anymore. Obviously, I think they're great and I'm so grateful that they exist. I think they're so important for everyone that wants to have an option that is not an animal or comes from any animal parts or secretions. So I am so glad that these companies exist and they're doing amazing, amazing work. Because their products are absolutely loved. So many people love them. And they love the taste of them. And they, they won't ever want to go back. And I'm just so, so glad that they exist. 
really grateful for them. They are appreciated and they're definitely needed. And it's just going to keep getting better. So don't restrict yourself from having anything. Which goes back to like, if you want vegan ice cream, have it. If you want vegan pizza, have it. You want vegan muffins, you know, you know, cookies, pies, chips, waffles, pancakes, bread, whatever. Don't restrict yourself. Because when you restrict yourself, you're going to want it more probably. It may not be true for everyone else, but it was true for me. And just remember that no food is bad. No vegan food is bad. It's really not. And I used to think, oh, that's bad. <laughs> no. So this is another thing I did. I used to demonize the Fox options. F-A-U-X. I used to demonize some foods and say that they're bad. Like some of the treats that I wanted. And that's not true. I used to try to, I used to really try to be an all or nothing and that's just not the way to go. There is no perfection. There's no such thing. None of us are perfect. And I used to be like, yeah, not gonna, not gonna have that because that's going to make me, you know, have breakouts. That's going to make me gain all this fat. That's going to make me not feel at my best, whatever. No, absolutely not. And I'm not one of those people either. That's just going to have a cupcake on my birthday. Once a year, I'll have a cupcake. And then, you know, every six months I'll have some chips. Like, no, fuck that. I'm going to have it whenever the damn fuck I want. And yes, I'm still going to lose the fat that I want while having those things. That's it. But I used to be a binger too, so that's the thing. Just, you know, I still catch myself. Because, you know, when you look on the boxes of things, the portion size is kind of small, in my opinion. But it really depends on what you're looking at. It really depends on you as a person, how much you eat and all that, and your activity levels and, you know all that. But I'm just saying that I'm not one of those people that, yeah, I have, I'm going to have this a few times a year. No, I'm going to have it whenever I want. But at the same time, I need to be careful and not binge like I used to. So, you know, I have to work on that. And that's something that I've learned and realized, and I don't beat myself up for it anymore. And I don't feel guilty anymore. You don't feel, don't feel guilty for wanting this cookie with ice cream on top of a fucking cupcake. No, you don't have to feel guilty for for having any of those things. So there's no perfection. So don't try to be the all or nothing because believe me, it backfires. It backfires. I've gained so much weight. And I'm talking about fat because like I said, that's what makes me feel like I'm being weighed down. And, and I do want, the only reason I want to lose fat, some of it, not all of it obviously, is because it makes me feel like I'm being weighed down and I want to be mobile and flexible and that's hindering that. And, you know, I know it's putting a lot of pressure on my organs because I'm not supposed to have this much on me at my height. I'm not that tall. And I think I gained maybe 40 pounds over the last three years. And I don't even know if that's accurate, but that's just a a guess, an educated guess. But I realized that, I, like I said in this other episode, that yeah, I weigh as much now as I did when I was pregnant. So that's the thing I'm talking about. There's a lot of things I need to tweak and fix. And one of the biggest things that I needed to change was my perspective, my mindset, and my thoughts, and my beliefs about these things. So that really is what I think will help me the most and be the best for me. Because once I changed all of those things, it will be more doable and sustainable for me. So... To have food freedom and to improve your relationship with food, you need to eat in a way that is sustainable and realistic for you. 
If you have a sweet tooth and you love sweets, do you think it's going to be realistic and sustainable for you to have a cupcake every two years? Some ice cream once a year? Like, I don't know about that. Maybe. And okay, that's fine. There's no wrong answer here. I'm just telling you that once you figure all this out and, and, you know, improve your mindset and all that like I did, you will find what works for you and you'll figure it out. What's sustainable and what's realistic? What can you keep doing? Because the way I was doing was not sustainable and realistic for me. I was eating a lot of these treats at once and I was like, okay. And then I was looking at it as bad. I was looking at it as I shouldn't have this. I was restricting myself from having them for a period of months. And then I would have a whole bunch of it at a time all at once. No, that's not sustainable. That's not realistic. That's not, it's really not healthy, to be honest. There's some hard realizations that I have been enlightened about just from my own experience and thinking back. Really, these vegan dietitians have helped me so much without them even knowing. I've been looking at their stuff from afar and learning so much about it. And they talk about food freedom. They talk about food empowerment. They talk about anti-diet. They talk about improving your relationship with food. And that is all of what this is about. So eat what you want. Eat what you want. Whether it's vegan bacon, vegan eggs, vegan ice cream, vegan cake, vegan soup, vegan salads, you know, smoothies, whatever. Have it. Look, eat what you want. Eat what you want. And if you don't want to, then, you know, find a different version of it if you want. That is vegan, obviously. So, you know, just don't restrict yourself because, oh my gosh... I could really, f- I mean, it just really fucked me up in a way that I was like, it's just, I look back and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's like cringy. It's like, uh, and you know, I know that this could be way more serious and there are people that struggle with this way deeper and more like more harmful, but I'm just glad that I realized it and I can make those changes. And even though you have to do the deep inner work, you can also make small changes and start with them. Like stop calling vegan foods bad. Stop demonizing the Fox alternatives. Stop demonizing the vegan processed foods. Stop restricting yourself and stop being in that scarcity mindset. Know that there's an abundance and variety of whole plant foods and processed foods. Don't think of them as cheats. Think of them as treats. And if you do have a goal, like you want to lose fat, you want to lose weight, you want to gain weight, you know, you want to eat more or whatever. I don't know. There could be any kind of, it really can be any kind of goal. It doesn't always have to be physical, but whatever it is, if it has anything to do with food, you can track and evaluate what you're doing. If you want to, that'll help you know where you're going and if you need to change something or if you need to add something or whatever. If you need to continue doing things, if you need to stop doing something, if you need to change something, if you need to increase something or decrease something or whatever, tracking and evaluating what you're doing will help you get more clear and things like that of what you need to do and how you need to progress forward closer towards your goal. And that could be weighing yourself. That could be writing down what you eat 
every single thing that goes into your mouth. That's food or drinks. It could be other things too. How do you feel today? Tracking that. What are your energy levels like? Do you feel like you have a lot of energy? Do you feel tired? Because it's not just about food. It's also about sleep and fitness. Like what what workout did you do today? What kind of movement did you do today? Did you meditate today? Did you sleep enough? How do your clothes feel today? Things like that. Like it could be a lot of different things. Is your, do you notice any changes in your skin? You know, like, do you notice any changes in just like whatever, anything of you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, do you notice any changes? So you could track and evaluate things like that. And it could be other things too. If you have goals that you want to reach, if you have things that you're trying to get accomplished, that can help you. But if you don't have any specific goals or anything that you're trying to go after, then you don't have to do this. And you don't even have to do this when you are trying to go after a goal. But I just think it would be helpful to you and um, give you more clarity clarity, and see like where you're going. So either way it goes, you don't have to. I'm just telling you that that's an option. And it could look different for you than it would be for someone else. What, what, what may feel right and good to you might not feel right or good for anyone else. So there is, again, no wrong answer. There's no wrong way. Listen to your body is really something that I really want to make sure that you know to do at all times, no matter what your goals are or if you have any or not. You just really have to listen to your body. Our bodies, they always will tell us something if we need to know. They will tell us. They'll let us know in different ways. We just have to be in tune with them and and pay attention and listen to them and not ignore anything. It's so important to do. A lot of people talk about intuitive eating, which usually is the goal for many people to get to. So I think it's a great thing to do, which is really just listening to your body as well and just seeing, you know, are you hungry or are you not? Really determining what real true hunger is. And deciding, you know, when you're going to eat, when you're not. You can plan your food, but you don't have to. I, you know, I've been doing this for a while, so I really don't plan it to a T. I plan it at least a day in advance, and I know exactly, you know, what I have, what I'm going to make, and things like that. So I think it can be helpful for you, but don't let it stress you out. You can be flexible in your planning. Just like you can be flexible in your eating, even if you have goals to reach. So yes, I do want to lose fat, but I'm going to do it my way. And that means I could eat treats if I want and things like that. So the most important thing out of all of this is your mindset and how you think about things and what you believe. So the most impactful things that I've realized from myself and my own experience from vegan dietitians and from, and from my son Going into this lifestyle, that has helped me so much. I didn't even think it would. Didn't even think anything of it. I'm like, oh my God, that was like, made me so happy that he wanted to live this lifestyle. But at the same time, it doesn't make me realize so much for the better. And looking at what vegan nutritionists and experts and health medical experts have to say about eating plant-based and obviously through my own experience because I've been you know doing this for a while 
I've been living vegan for 11 years. And I've been, you know, one of those people that are like, oh, it has to be perfect. I'm an all or nothing. Can't have any of this. Can't have any of that. And I've been at times where I'm like, oh, I want all the ice cream. Like, and, you know, there's got to be a balance and it is holistic. You need to include all of it. You know, processed foods are okay. But, you know, we need fruits. We need vegetables. We need legumes. We need grains. We need protein. We need carbs. We need fats. We need all of this. We really do. We need all of it. It's all so important. And it's all important to include. And so I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a doctor. I am not a physical therapist. I'm not a personal trainer. I am not a dietitian or nutritionist. So if you have any trouble, if you feel like you need major help, then you need to seek a professional. And if you want to find out more about them, you can check them out on Instagram. There's so many of them. Literally, what I did one time, I already follow a lot of them. I just never really looked at their stuff that much because it didn't show up. But but one time, recently, it showed up. And I was like, huh. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then I started, you know, searching them and, and, and reading their stuff. And oh my God, all of them are on point with everything they're saying. And it's helped me tremendously, tremendously. Literally, you can go on Instagram and you can just type in RD. And so many registered dietitians will pop up. And yes, a lot of them are vegan, a lot. I'm only talking about the vegan ones because they're the only the ones that I follow. And... That's not to say you don't have to follow vegan. That's not to say that you don't have to follow. You could follow, you know, whoever the fuck you want. You could follow registered dietitians that are not vegan because they have a lot of truth too. I just resonate more with and agree more with and are helped more by the vegan ones. So those are the only ones I follow. But just you could go to every one that you see pop up that you search RD for and you could tell if they're plant-based or not, a lot of times it'll say in their bio, a lot of times it'll say plant-based, a lot of times it will say vegan. And if not, you can look at their posts and you'll, you'll find out, you'll figure it out. Um, if you want to know about who some of them are that I follow and that I love and listen to, I don't know off the top of my head, but you can just email me and ask me jessica at veganbeautypower.com. You can go on veganbeautypower.com and, and con- use a contact form and ask me. You could also, you know, message me on Instagram if you want. So I can tell you a whole list. And I did, I made a whole list, but I don't have it on top of my head right now. And um, it's uh, one of my things, but it's just so helpful to look at people that know what they're talking about, that have that expertise and that skill set that we don't have. And we can learn a lot. And, and I've learned so many realizations and enlightenment just from them, just from living my life and for my son going into this lifestyle as well as a teenager. He's a teenager. So, and I went vegan when I was 22. So I'm really proud of him. And I just love that he made that decision all on his own. Um, you know, I should probably do a podcast episode about this one day about, you know, parenting, um, parenting, parenting vegan kids, but you know, he's not quite there yet. So I'll wait to feel like I'm more qualified to talk about that topic, but I think it's really cool and I think it's really important. And that's another thing about the vegan dietitians. There's a lot of them that are specializing in kids 
vegan kid nutrition, plant-based nutrition for kids. And so it's really, it's really reassuring and it makes me feel so good. There's so many people out there that are helping so many other people realize that plant-based and realize that this lifestyle is very abundant, is very sustainable and very doable. And a lot of these vegan dietitians are actually vegan. They're not just plant-based. They're actually living this lifestyle and know what veganism really means. So that is really appreciated. And I love that so much. So this is so important. This is how you have food freedom. This is how you improve your relationship with food. You start from your mind. You look at that, you look at plant-based eating, living this vegan lifestyle as it being abundant and a huge variety of options to eat. You get out of that scarcity mode and mindset and you don't restrict yourself from having vegan processed foods or treats. You don't tell yourself that any vegan food is bad because none of them are. You don't say treats, but instead of, I mean, you don't say cheats. Instead of, you look at it as treats. You don't strive for perfection because you know that all or nothing doesn't work and it's not sustainable. And it can be harmful. You listen to your body. And you really get deep and explore what intuitive eating really means to you and what it really is. So learn about that from experts. Learn about that from those types of people. You can track and evaluate what you're doing if you have goals that you want to reach, but you don't have to. You eat what you want when you want. If you have a craving, you have choices to give into the craving or not. So whether you give into the craving or not is not what's important. What is important is not avoiding it, not ignoring it, not pret- and not pretending that it doesn't exist. You face it. You ask yourself questions, you do that deep inner work, and you process those feelings. You find a way to eat in your life that is realistic and sustainable for you. Because this is not a diet as we know. This is not a trend as we know. This is not a phase as we know. This is a lifestyle. So that's really the important thing to know. I really hope this has helped you a lot. Because, oh my gosh, this is like one of the most important things. So important. We focus so much on food and we think about it so, so much. So it can benefit us to improve our relationship with food. It really can. And there's a lot of work to do when it comes to that. I'm still working on that myself. And one of the things that could also help you if you want to improve your relationship with food and you want to have food freedom is to think about a whole plant food that you absolutely love to no end. That you absolutely fucking love. That you actually look forward to eating. And that you do not limit yourself. You don't restrict yourself from it. For me, that's fruit. That helps you to have that happy feeling and to know that... Things that you love are good for you and they are important. Tempeh is another one. I love tempeh so much. And you know, you just really have to remember and not to demonize anything like I said. The processed foods are okay too. They're not bad. So that's really what matters. 
Start with your mindset. Do that deep inner work. Start with the words you use and the language that you use. When you're talking about food to yourself, when you're thinking about it, and when you're talking to other people about it, especially kids. That really does matter. Oh my gosh. It is so true. It's making me cry. Because it's such an important realization. I realized that the most helpful thing to me has been guiding my son from the get-go. I never told him that anything was bad. Never. I told him that he can have whatever he wanted to have. And the words that I used to talk to him about it, if he asked me or if, if I just tell him something and want him to know something, is what I should have been like with myself. So, if you really want to help yourself, think about how you would talk to a kid about this. How would you talk to a kid about food? Because you don't ever want them to feel like they have to restrict your, themselves. You don't ever want them to feel guilty. You don't ever want them to feel bad. You don't want them to beat themselves up. You don't want them to develop eating disorders. You don't want to tell them that something is bad. So think about that. You don't talk to them in a negative way about food. Even when I'm talking to him about non-vegan and eating animals, I'm like, yeah, that's gross to me. But it may not be gross to someone else. I used to not be vegan. And honestly, I just truly feel, I said this to him, I'm like, I truly feel that anything that comes from an animal or the animal itself does not belong in my body or on my body. And I don't feel right or good about having that. And I truly don't want it either. So I choose not to have it. And I choose not to support that. Because I believe that they should live. And I know that they want to live. And I really believe that it's healthier to not have them anyways. But it's your decision to still have them if you want. You have to decide that for yourself. And to see how you feel. I tell him, I mean, obviously not everyone in the world is going to go vegan. Do I wish they would? Fuck yeah. But that's not the reality of it. So I don't tell him that, oh, it's bad to eat a cow. That's disgusting. I've said gross and pretty. I've said like, ew, of course, because it's just so foreign and bizarre to me at this point. But I don't, I don't put it down. I don't put other people down. When I'm talking to them or when I'm talking to them about it, whether they're vegan or not, I don't look at a raw vegan as better than one that eats processed. 
vegan foods. We're all doing it the way we feel is best and there is no wrong way. So when it comes to eating plant-based, there's no wrong way. And really, I mean, there are vegan, honey is not vegan, but there are still people that eat honey. So they're not vegan, but at the same time, everything else they do aligns with vegan values. I mean, if they're educated on what honey really is, where it comes from and all of that, that's important. But even after they are and they still choose to eat honey, then they just still choose to eat honey and use honey. I'm not going to waste my time talking about something they've already made their mind up about. They could be open and open-minded about it and learn about it and everything like that. So that's just an example. I'm not going to put anybody down for something they choose to do because I want to be the vegan that I wish that I met when I became vegan myself. And that's really where it, that's really what it comes down to. I look at, you know, eating animals or their product, product products or whatever, or using them as so weird, foreign, bizarre, and gross. I do think it's disgusting and nasty, but I choose my words carefully because I really want to give people that clarity and really help them understand what it is. So I don't use words like that, that are judgmental, like, oh, this is bad, this is horrible, whatever. I use the facts. And yes, what they go through is horrible, so I don't hold that back. And I'm not going to sugarcoat anything either. I'm not. If somebody wants to know how they take the fur from the animals to put in clothes, I will tell them the straight truth. I'm not going to sugarcoat or hide anything or hold anything back. But I'm also not going to judge people and criticize them and put them down either. For so many reasons. And I've said this before in another podcast episode. But I just hope, that, hope this really helps you think about the language you use and the words you use and be good to yourself. And it doesn't all have to happen fast. It, you know, it may take time and it can be a process. Just know that you can improve every day and there's always room for improvement. So be amazing to yourself. Keep listening to this podcast. And if you love it, leave a review and share it with people you know who you think you'll, who you think will love it too. Go to veganbeautypower.com to read the blog. Follow at veganbeautypower on Pinterest, TikTok, and Instagram. And at veganbeautypower, V-E-G, beautypower on, on Twitter if you want. I focus the most on TikTok, but I'm on the other ones as well. So you can subscribe to get the Vegan Beauty Power Goddess love letters too if you want as well. Which are emails that I share things in that I don't share anywhere else. And you can get the free resources, the food empowerment mini course and the audio 10 life-changing ways to help you to simplify your healthy vegan lifestyle. The food empowerment workshop will be coming soon and it will be available for purchase. And every month I will focus on a different topic in a workshop that you can buy. And there will be a free mini version of each as well. So thanks so much for listening and thanks so much for being here. Go to veganbeautypower.com for more.
Thanks so much for listening and being here. If you've loved this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. Share this podcast with anyone and everyone you know who will love it too. For more, go to veganbeautypower.com, read the blog, and subscribe to the Vegan Beauty Power Goddess Love Letters. It's all for you, goddess.